Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about the movie Rain Man with me. I have my girlfriend, Brandy, with, with me. Say hello to everybody. Hi, everyone. It's and, doing this, but. <laughs> right. It's actually her, her first time being on a podcast and everything. So, you know, I think this is actually be a pretty fun inter- um, review that we've been trying to do for rain man and stuff like that and i'm just glad to be able to talk about this movie for the very first time and everything too plus this is also my first time basically watching the film because i haven't seen it i know i got the references and stuff like that whenever people were making spoofs of the films and things like that but i never went on ahead and checked out rain man for myself but it's just good to go on ahead and check this movie out for the very first time if you haven't seen it it's actually streaming on netflix right now this movie came out in 1988. This movie also had a budget of $25 million and made $354.8 million. This is going to be the last film in the mental health reviews that I've been doing since last month. And then tomorrow night, I'll have just a ranking list of how I rank all the mental health movies. So with that being said, let's go on ahead and get into this. So basically, you have this guy named Charlie Babbitt, who's played by Tom Cruise, and he is playing... Uh, He's actually part of a uh, Lamborghini company out in Los Angeles who is who's part of resale. And basically, he's trying to import these cars and things like that. And basically, he owns he actually owes people money from it, too, because people are actually asking for their money back, even though they put down payments to their cars and things like that. And then all of a sudden, him and his girlfriend are driving out to Vegas, I believe, or somewhere. And they get he gets a call saying that his father has passed away and that he's also been basically, basically his father cut him out from the will. And then at that point he realizes too, that there's somebody else that his father left 
left the money to, and it happens to be Raymond, his brother, who happens to be autistic. This movie is one of those films that is early on. Nobody knew what autism was. Nobody really knew how to handle autism or anything like that either. As a matter of fact, Brandy and I were both looking at the list of movies that came out in the 1980s that covered on uh, basically covered autism. And basically we had Rayman, the boy who could fly the wizard, the Fred Savage movie, and then a horror movie called the pit, which I haven't even seen. So those are the movies that came into my, to my mind whenever we were talking about that. So what do you think about the whole introduction into the world of Charlie Babbitt and things like that with this film? Um, well, Charlie, he was clueless apart as far as what autism was, you know, how difficult it was for his brother to function in a normal world. That's why he thought it was okay just to go get him and take him away for a week and everything would be just fine, according to Charlie. Right. Not only that, but he also busted his brother out of uh, an institution, basically, for people to actually help take care of people with different handicaps and things like that with disabilities and charlie didn't even have a clue at what he was getting himself into like you mentioned another thing too is charlie is also a very greedy person he only thinks of himself and and everything else so he's not really thinking of raymond and what raymond wants it's about what what charlie babbitt wants rather than what charlie rather than what his brother raymond wants so yeah, Charlie actually, was just all about the money from what I could see. Right. More than anything. Right. He was very self-centered. He didn't care about he didn't care about anything. All he wanted was his money that his father had owed to him. And of course, Raymond is the one that his father left it to him. And even then, you know, you know, Babbitt is like, he's thinking to himself, he's like, why did he leave him money? Why did he leave Raymond money? whenever it could be used for him. And also, too, him and his father didn't agree on the best of terms either. As a matter of fact, you actually had uh, Tom Cruise's character that left out on a bad note. Charlie left out, left his father on a bad note and everything, too, and left him high and dry, pretty much. And his father cut him out of the will after that fight. And so you had that happening. And then also, too, I love how once his father's dead and everything, his dad gives him a rose bush and things like that too. But also too, he winds up finding Charlie winds up finding out that he also had a brother. But before he finds out he has a brother, though, he go him and his girlfriend are actually talking in the living room. And he said, Yeah, I remember uh this guy, this person that would would come to me in my sleep called the Rain Man. And he had no idea that it was actually his brother that was actually coming to him. Raymond was actually coming to him at night to protect him. But I thought that was actually a pretty It's Charlie. Right. He just kind of stumbled across it. Right. It was just one of those things to me. I thought that he kind of blocked out in his mind during his childhood days, if you think about it, where he didn't really understand who Raymond was. And until like later on, whenever he picks him up from the institution and finds out that that's who he was or is. He was the rain man. What you find out a little later on is that the reason that the that his father put him in the institution, yes, he was autistic, but also he must have helped with Charlie a lot. And apparently, from what they were saying, he accidentally burned him in the bathtub. 
you know, yeah. and he didn't realize that what he did hurt Charlie with the baby, and that, that's why they put him away. Right, and he goes, I heard Charlie Babbitt. I didn't mean to hurt Charlie Babbitt, is what Raymond says. Mm -hmm. But my other favorite thing is the introduction into uh, Raymond, whenever he's going around in, in the car, looking at the car, and his girlfriend's sitting in there, he goes, my dad used to let me drive it. He only lets me drive it on the weekends. Never on a Monday. Never, never on a Monday, though. And at first you're thinking, okay, is this guy really... There's some type of connection with Raymond and Char and Charlie. You know, but you just don't know what it is, you know. And you can see how selfish Charlie is even from that point because he's telling him he can come with him even though the man who works with him is telling him how important his routine is to the point where, because someone who's autistic, they're OCD about routine, you know. And right. He's basically lost. Exactly, because if they're taken out of their routine and everything, it makes them go off off center to the point where it takes them a while to get to readjust to a new routine. If they're taken off that routine, and then also too, Raymond read almost every single book inside that room that he has. He also counts everything too. Uh, my favorite part was the, was the line about Kmart sucks. <laughs> yeah, basically what winds up happening is... Yeah, what winds up happening is basically Raymond... Not Raymond, but Charlie winds up giving Raymond his underwear. And then he goes, we need to go back to Walmart, Kmart. We need to go to Kmart. He goes, this is not my underwear. This is not my underwear. We need to go down to Kmart, and he gives them the address to the other Kmart in another state, which I thought was funny. And he tells them the exact address, the street, and everything. But yeah, that was actually pretty funny. And then, of course, you know, then you get into the whole entire thing where Charlie starts changing. And everything too, to where he he's trying to understand his brother, where he's coming from, and everything too. And then he also goes to, over to this doctor. He said, "What's wrong with Raymond? Why doesn't he understand me? Why doesn't he understand who I am? What what's the, going on with him?" And then, you know, his, the doctor actually tells him, "Hey, you he has a condition called autism, and he's going to end up having a need a lot of help." And everything we're going to try and take care of him and basically charlie's like well what kind of help i'll help him any way i can and also too there's also this other factor that plays into it where basically he winds up counting uh certain things that he happened to drop on the floor and things like that the toothpicks that falls on the floor and he counted up every single one of them and Charlie realizes too that he also has the ability to count at a higher scale than what normal people were are able to count to because they did the square, square roots, they did the division, they did everything. It, you know, Raymond's IQ is just high up there. You know, and like I said, back in the 1980s, they didn't really know how to actually take care of this or anything like that or how to help somebody cope with someone that has autism. And everything it might be a little dated but also too it just goes to show you how behind we were at in times of actually handling someone with autism oh yeah 
And I found that during that time, it, autism was more something that you were shamed for instead of being proud of as compared to now, you know, a lot of people take pride, you know, in their abilities instead of looking at autism as a disability. Exactly. Because people who have autism are very smart. And not only are they very smart, they're actually very passionate about what they do and what they care about, too, as well. And, you know, I feel like, you know, we actually understand what autism is now compared to where we were before, because this is like 30 years ago compared to now. I feel like we actually made a step in the right direction as far as how to actually take care of somebody with autism versus where we were in the 1980s. What about you? Oh, big time. I mean, because now you have a lot more movies that focus on those disabilities, but they show the positive side, not just the negatives. Right. So, And I feel like with this one, it focuses on the negative, but also focuses on the positive stuff, too, which is something rare that we I think Charlie was really shocked that he that he ended up really loving his brother, you know, towards the end and that he wasn't just thinking about himself when, when it came down to it. Most definitely, because even though it was a course of six days, you know, he got a chance to know Raymond. He got the, got a chance to bond with his brother. And even when the one of the doctors was trying to pay him off of $250,000, and everything goes, why didn't my father tell me that I had a brother? Why didn't he tell me that I had a brother? And I, we could have actually bonded more than six days. I think everybody was a little shocked that he didn't take that money and run with it, you know? Right. Because that would have been the old him, right? Oh, yeah. But another thing, though, too... Even the doctors were questioning uh, Charlie, though. It's like, how what changed after a course of six days compared to la in the last couple of hours? You know? And I, even though I know he truly cares to what ends, and I don't think until, like, the last little bit of the movie, he does he really realize how much of a challenge his brother is in real life. Like when the smoke alarm went off and he just completely freaked out. Right. Yeah. And then right. And then I liked how he was gentle with him compared to where he was before. Because remember, he grabbed Raymond by the neck in one scene that we had. And he said, Charlie, Bar Charlie hurt me. And he actually puts a date down on the date that he actually hurt uh, Raymond oh, yeah. and everything too. In this one, you see the transformation. <clears throat> of Charlie, where he's basically getting in front of Raymond, trying to calm him down, and he's like this the whole time, trying to calm him down. Hey, look. Right. And people who are autistic have a thing about personal space. Right. And you can definitely tell that that's what he was trying to do, was trying to give him some space, but also, too, trying to calm him down. Because I think the old Charlie would have not give him the space that he would have needed to be honest with you because he wouldn't have known how to handle it but I think he knew how to handle Raymond especially with being in Vegas and 
that's another thing though too with them going to vegas and him counting the cards and things like that i thought that was actually pretty uh, interesting kind of concept of bonding with his brother and then also too he winds up picking up on a girl though too while, while he while he's at it raymond does and he happens to be autistic <laughs> I thought it was cute with the part where his girlfriend kind of mm -hmm. make him feel special. The part where she's in the elevator with him, she just gives him a gentle little kiss to make him feel mm -hmm. like, you know, he's somebody. Right. And yeah, there's actually a part in the elevator where she said, so, so uh, Raymond, you haven't kissed any, uh, kissed a woman? He goes, no, I haven't kissed a woman before. I don't know what it feels like. So she winds up kissing him and she goes, well, what do you think of that? It's wet. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is a cute little innocent type of thing, you know, that I really it's like. like almost like a five-year-old in, in that sense of it, you know? Exactly. And then there's also the other parts with the doctors and everything too, where he goes, so what did you do in the course of your days? Well, we went to the casino, we counted cards. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, you should have said that because that makes it even worse. He, he, like, he, tells, he tells them everything, every little last yeah. detail. He leaves nothing out right in front of them, doctors. Like, it doesn't phase him. No. But he winds up saying, he goes, yeah, and Charlie's uh, girlfriend kissed me. And he goes, wait. <laughs> that was like one thing he didn't know What? So. But yeah, I thought it was actually that the part with the doctors made me mad, to be honest with you. And I feel like, yeah, you know, Charlie did make um, a breakthrough, if you think about it, when you when you look at it with his brother and him, and he bonded with him over the course of six days. And I feel like Charlie got through to his brother more than what the doctors did. And I have I had to agree with Charlie on that. What about you? Yeah, the, the doctors were kind of. I felt like the friend that was the friend of his dad's did really care about Raymond's well-being. The doctors were like had no faith in Raymond at all, or Charlie, for that matter. Right. Then also too. Charlie Charlie was going to board the plane to go somewhere, and Raymond also doesn't like to fly because the plane has more of a chance of crashing. And then he tries to make him go on another plane. I think it was Delta. He goes, Delta has 0% chance of crashing. He said, uh, well, that plane does not go to, go to, this, go to where we're going. <laughs> so then it forces Tom Cruise and him to go on ahead and go on a road trip. To where they are spending the unbonding over a course of six days together, traveling, um, and everything. Which you know, I love the traveling part of the film. I thought that was really good. What about you? I just thought that you think that that Charlie's got the way of counting the cards and everything, and but. Unintentionally, Raymond racks him out to the people in the casino and everything. So, well, I was thinking this because at first I'm like, well, he just talked to a prostitute about. She goes, "So, what are you doing up here, Raymond? Counting cards, counting cards with Charlie 
uh, with Charlie. And I thought to myself, okay, that's not good because then she could go on ahead and talk to the, the casino people. But even before then, the casino people were also concerned about Tim counting cards and everything too, because you can tell that they were very suspicious of it because they were looking for some type of electronic, some type of reading and stuff like that too. But there was no proof that he was actually counting cards. But what do you think? Do you think the prostitute turned him in or do you think that the hotel people noticed? I kind of think they saw him on camera. So, sorry about that. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, um, let's see. And then, of course... You see, you know, and everything, I kind of think that they spotted them and it looked like they were doing something wrong and they had their suspicions to begin with. Right. I think so, too. I think maybe, I don't think the prostitutes said anything, to be honest. And then, uh, let's see here. Then also, too, there's also another that I want to mention is, too, the People's Court television show. Where, um, where basically the television he watches the same show every day to go to bed at eleven o'clock p.m. Yeah, he was obsessed with having to watch that show at that time to the point where his brother got him one of those little mini battery-operated TVs to take everywhere so he could watch a show. Exactly. And then, of course, you know, they, he, they get this. They even go to this other person's house to watch the people's court. And he's like, look, can my brother watch people's court? It's only going to take an hour. <laughs> and they don't even know who the, the, who they are or anything like that. I thought that was actually pretty funny. And then, you know, I think this movie is good. I thought this movie was really well grounded. When you think about it, I think that this movie was probably maybe ahead of its time, in a sense. Oh, it was definitely ahead of its time, sure. But you know, and then of course, Charlie, um, like I said, he ended up. Charlie finds himself eighty-five. At that point, before this casino, they found himself in eighty thousand dollar debt. So. You know, of course, they wind up winning their millions and everything. And Charlie made over $86,000 to cover his debts to recline uh, with Susanna, who rejoined them in Las Vegas, which is also, of course, Charlie's girlfriend. And mm -hmm. then after that winds up happening, too, that's when they go back to Los Angeles. And that's when Dr. Berner, who gives Charlie $250,000 to walk away from Raymond and everything. And then, like we said, he refuses the money. And then... Uh, then after that, the doctors decided that it was better that he stays, that he stays inside the institution rather than stay with Charlie. Yeah, and you can tell in the end, Charlie is heartbroken that he has to put him back in that institution, but he knows that that's what's best for him. Exactly. And then he also tells Raymond, hey, I'm going to be coming back to see you and everything. This is not goodbye or anything like that. I'm going to be here to see you in two weeks. And he also asked Raymond, how many days is that? How many hours is that? And of course, Raymond's repeating yeah, the same thing over and over exactly. again. 
down to the second. <laughs> so that that was something that I really enjoyed and was very touching to know that Raymond, uh, Raymond and Charlie still have that bond. Charlie loves him. And of course, that's how the movie actually ends. But, you know, I think that this movie is very good for its time. I've really had a lot of fun watching this film for the very first time, too. Um, I just hope that they would... I think that they might try to update it sometime soon, but I think it still holds up for what it is. I don't know. I think that there are some films that should be left alone. That would be right. one of them. Right. So... so that's pretty much everything I wanted to say as far as the things with Rayman and stuff like that. But was there anything else that you feel like that you need that we needed to touch on or anything? No, just that a lot of times autism is very misunderstood by a lot of people. They assume that just because someone's aut autistic that you know that they're ignorant, and that's a very wrong assumption. Most autistic people are very intelligent. Some every one, one of them has some type of savant that they're good at. So, right, and autism affects people, kids in different ways, and adults in different ways, and stuff like that. There's different forms of autism and things like that. There's not just one you no know, type of ways of actually dealing with someone with autism because every autism, every yeah, case yeah, is different. Some people that are like Raymond who don't like to be touched or physical. And then they have some people who are, autist, who are autistic that don't know the meaning of personal space, you know, so. All right. So with that being said, guys, I think this is going to that's going to be it for the show for tonight. Go on ahead, like and subscribe to the channel. Another thing, too, is if you guys want to go ahead and purchase some stuff down over at bonfire.com forward slash movie lovers tonight. We actually have t-shirt merch right now available for six days now. And the t-shirts are available and they are at $18. Go ahead and check that out. Go on ahead. Buy yourself a t-shirt. I promise you the quality is really good. Then, of course, if you guys want to go on ahead, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you want to follow me on Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook and, of course, on Instagram and then on Pinterest as well, that would be great. Another thing, too, is go on ahead. Get your this podcast and many of our other episodes where you guys get your podcast from. And then follow me at movieloversunite.com for all your entertainment needs and wants. And then, of course... Then you can also go on ahead and email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And then you can also follow me at Movie Lovers Unit on on uh, Twitter and then, of course, on, on Stereo as well. And then those are all the places that you can go ahead and follow me on. And then if you're a sponsor and want, are interested in sponsoring me or anything like that, just go ahead and email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. Always until next time, guys. It's been real as fun. I can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection 
and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that, too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person, how-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.